You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Good evening, church. Good evening, church. Um, I'd like to welcome everybody to the midweek service. My name is Adedipo Lagbegi, and I will be taking the midweek service. Okay, I, I get it. You know, I mean, after the powerful sermon by PI on Sunday, you know, it's a tough sermon to follow. So I, I, I get the lack of enthusiasm, but, you know, just try to encourage your brother, you know, get up there. Thank you. But how many people enjoyed the service on Sunday? I thought it was awesome. You know, it was... Um, you know, and I'm not saying this because Pia is here, but it's probably one of my best services on sexual purity that I've heard delivered. You know, it's, um, it's one of those things that you can just preach and rest for like six months. You don't have to even come up to the pulpit again. You can just be playing the tape over and over again. <laughs> but thanks, Pia, for that message. God bless you. It was really, really nice. I, I, I really enjoyed it. All right. So, um, so um, this month, like we all know, we're talking about relationships. And, um, you know, I just... Uh, my wife was here last week, and she talked about, um, obviously, um, meeting the uh, right person. She said a lot of things about me that I heard on the tape. Luckily, I wasn't here, so, but uh, I caught a lot of it. So today is payback. <laughs> she, she's, not, she's not around as well, so it's like a ping pong. So I'm going to start with a joke. It's um, a bit unconventional, I know, right? But uh, So that way, I'm a bit more relaxed, and you guys are also a bit relaxed. Okay, so, and if your joke doesn't, if it's not funny, please, yeah, you guys just humor me and laugh anyway, you know. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nifemi. So just in case, just to let you know, I've, I have some um, people that are paid in the audience that they will definitely laugh, you know. Man them guys, are you guys here? Oh, right, right, right. Okay, so, uh, so my joke will land somehow. <laughs> okay, so, so this pastor was trying to, you know, basically trying to talk to his congregation about you know, people being perfect and that nobody was perfect and and then relationship not being perfect. So he said, okay, that um, he put, so he asked all the men in the congregation to come out and say if you were unhappy with your wife, or, you know, happy with your marriage, or very unhappy with your marriage, stay on this line, you know. And um, few men came out and he said if you were somewhat happy, you're okay, you know, you're in between, sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're not, you stay here. And, you know, about 70% of the men came out. And the last one said, okay, if you were 100% happy, there's nothing your wife can do wrong, please stay here. And one guy came out, you know, and everybody was in shock, you know. And, you know, the pastor turns to the guy and said, seriously, I mean, um, are you sure? Do you understand what the question was? He said, yes, I did. Um, but my wife said I should come and stand here. <laughs> I said, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> okay, so... To also lean from that, I'm here because my wife said she can stand here, so <laughs> I'm standing here. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my opening joke. Um, so I'll just, um, I've done the opening joke, let me do an opening prayer. So I'll just bow our heads. Father Lord, we just want to thank you. As we go into your word, Father Lord, I ask, Lord, that um, through all my rambling and discussion, right, that you speak to somebody here. Let your Holy Spirit take over. Let your word illuminate someone's life. Let it help someone here. Let it teach somebody. Let it... Give someone an experience, Lord, and an understanding that they need to move on to the next level. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So this morning, we're going to be talking about love and relationship as per the theme for the month. And I'm taking my scripture from the book of Genesis 28, um, verse 1. And, um, and, you know, when I um, was discussing this with my wife, one of the things we discussed was like, okay, well, I mean, if we're going to talk about 
um, love. You know, the Bible should be a great place to get examples and ideas about love. And relationships in the Bible, it was tough to find. <laughs> and, and, okay, just to, and I don't know anybody here, if you have your favorite relationship in the Bible, but a lot of them just had issues, man. You know, so Adam and Eve, we all know what happened eventually. You know, they got kicked out of their accommodation. The guy blamed it on the girl, you know. Then one of their sons killed the other one. And I'm like, wow, okay, so that won't work. Let's try another one, okay? Mary and Joseph, she was married before they met, so, uh, you know, called it the marketplace of, obviously, she was pregnant while they were dating, and then, obviously, and talk about pressure in a relationship, you know? Um, Ruth and Boaz, you know, her husband had died, um, you know, so it's, and um, she was working like a servant, and he saw her, you know, that, not too bad, you know, give it like a seven out of ten, you know? Um, so it was tough. Abraham and Sarah, you know, we all know what happened. She couldn't have a baby. She gave him the house help, care, whatever it was, you know. And um, so, yeah, so the back and forth. So there's a lot of really, but the one I think that I resonated with the most was um, Jacob and Rachel. And that's one I'll be sort of talking about today and using as an example, an illustration to sort of go through the processes of love and relationships and marriage as well. So um hope you guys enjoy it. So belief system, you know, at we, we all have, and whether we believe this or not, no pun intended, we all have a belief system about love, about relationships. And for different people, it's different things. Um, or you get, you get your belief system from different experiences, whether it's from your parents' marriage or from the books that you've read or from movies that you've seen or what someone told you. But I realize that everybody has some sort of belief system about getting married or finding the right person, you know. Um, and it's really weird because we don't, there's no deliberate attempt that I'm aware of by most people to actually teach um, their kids about relationships and marriage. So where do we get this? You know, and when I was much younger, I think I was 11, I used to read a lot. And when I said read a lot, anything, I would read anything, you know. And um, the reason why it was back then, obviously, you know, um, the power wasn't this regular. So if you didn't have light, you just read. And my dad wasn't interested in putting on the gym before a certain time. So I just used to read a lot. And my, daughter, my sister had a lot of romance novels. And you know, for me, once I'm done with reading whatever, I was, I was really big on Hadley Chase when I was much younger. And everybody has read Hadley Chase, James Hadley Chase. Yeah, James Hadley Chase. Oh, okay, a few, a few people. Nice, Chase, I was a big Chase fan, you know. Um, but my sister used to read a lot of um, M&Bs, Harley Quinn, romance novels at that time. And you know, for me, so when, if I, at some point, I started reading them as well because I would just read anything that could skill in my hands. And then I realized that, you know, for the, a lot of those novels, they had a plot. And whether my, I don't know if that was plot, my sister was followed, <laughs> but there was a plot, you know, there was always a process of um, the guy comes, the girl doesn't like the guy at all initially, you know, he's arrogant, he's obnoxious, he's um, this, he's that. And eventually, you know, all of a sudden, you know, maybe from page probably around 89 to 90s, the thing just turns around and all of a sudden the guy is, oh, you know, maybe they fought and he went away or something. Oh, he's caring. She now she's a side to him she didn't expect. And then eventually they have these big fights and he goes off and then comes charging back like a knight in the shining armor at the end of the day, you know, and then she, and off they go forever after. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting, you know, and what used to amaze me was that the stories were all the same, so I could really predict. So you know when you read it, when you start a book, and you know that, okay, they're going to marry in the end anyway. So, <laughs> you know, let's just keep, but the process was interesting. And um, I realized that a lot of times, 
in a lot of relationships, you know, a lot of people have different perceptions. They have different beliefs and I and um, and um, you know ideas of how relationships to go. So reading from um, Genesis 28, and this is um, verse one. So Isaac is talking to Jacob here, and he says, "So Isaac called Jacob, blessed him, and said, you must not marry any of these Canaanite women. Instead, go at once to Padam." Padan Aram to the house of your grandfather Bethuel and marry one of your uncle Laban's daughters. You know, may God bless you and give you many children, and may your descendants multiply and become many nations. So this was Isaac telling his son to basically go and look for a wife. You know, interesting. And I thought, oh wow, you know, this was such a, I guess it was a turning point for for Jacob. I mean, the background of this is that he had obviously um, taken his older brother's birthright. So. His life was threatened, and his mom also wanted him out of the place. So it was just uh, two things working together for him. So he said, okay, let me go there. Now, the, and I think the question I always ask people is, and or people, I get a lot about relationships, is when is the right time to marry? And, and you know, and um, I personally believe, I know this is old school, that, that is the man that has to go and marry, right? I know there are a lot of women proposing these days. I don't know, you know, if that has happened here, but I, you know, but I, I mean, I don't have, but I think you know the way God in intended it was for man to go and look for a wife, and the way Isaac told Jacob here and says, "Go and look for a wife." That these Canaanite women, they're horrible. Please go and find a decent wife and come. And I relate to this message a lot because my my late dad, really great guy, loved him. It's the only advice he gave me about relationships was exactly this one. And at that time, what what had happened was that my brother was dating a Jamaican in London, so my dad just said, "Ah." Don't marry a Jamaican girl. <laughs> and that was all that was the only relationship advice I ever got from him, you know. And truth to form, I didn't marry a Jamaican girl. <laughs> but but you know, the way he said it was from personal experience as well, because he had school in the UK as well. And he said, Oh, you know, my brother, you know, and what had happened was my brother had come to Nigeria, and by the time he went back to to London, the girl had sold all his clothes and all his items. So she, he had a good point, you know. <laughs> uh, so 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 that was the only relationship advice I ever remember getting from my dad. You know, he never really said, sat me down to say, "Well, this is how, you know, you." I mean, at what point do you decide when you want to marry? And I think it's probably for a lot of guys, it's like that. I don't know if uh, um, if anybody you because as men we we struggle talking to, you know, and my son is here, but I don't think we've really had a discussion. So, but it's like an indirect discussion <laughs> about relationships with him as well. The only thing I remember discussing was, say, okay, look, um, wait until you're 18 at least before you start dating. And that's law, I believe he, he did not listen, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I never not put him on the spot. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the discussion. So, but we, we, as we, we don't have that. Nobody tells us that, okay, this is what you did. At what point do you because I mean, I mean, I got married very early. I got married at 26. And I always get, oh, you married so early, you married so early, you married so early. I didn't set out to marry early. What had happened was I just met the right person earlier than I planned, you know. And, um, you know, so for me, when people talk about marriage, I think it's not necessarily about the when. It's more about the who. So I, I always marvel when people say, oh, okay, I, no, I have it planned out. I'm going to 30, I will have hammered. I'll have bought my G-Wagon, the house in Lekki. And then I just sort of look for Miss Wright. So what if you don't find her at 30? Maybe you met her at 26, and you kind of were chasing the G-Wagon and the house are lucky. She's going to marry somebody else, you know? Because really, you know, nobody knows, um, you know, like um, Tolu was praying about 
chance meeting, you know. And I think it's just that chance, that encounter that we need, that praying for that click, that for us to actually meet the person. And we'll just go further into the story, interesting story about Jacob and um, about how he met his wife. So his dad had sent him off, and he had gone off to um, to meet his um, to meet his his uncle, that would be, okay? So um, I'll just pick it up again from Genesis 29. And um, this is where he met Rachel for the first time. And, you know, and it says, the verse 9, 29 verse 9, it says, Jacob still talking with them when Rachel arrived with her father's flock. So she was a shepherd. She was working, you know. So I didn't think she was, I mean, the image that comes to my head is not a very, sexy image. It's probably an image of a shepherd girl. I don't know what that would look like. I can't, you know, I can't process it right now. So, but yeah, I can just think she was a shepherd girl. And, um, but he liked her. And um, he says he kissed her, wept out loud. I mean, he wept out loud. And, and, and I think at this early stage, it was still kind of like, okay, oh, cousin, you know, I'm here, you know, and they were still kind of checking each other out. There was no real chemistry at this point. I'm sorry for this you know, analysis, but yes, well, so I'm just trying to process it. So, and if we just fast forward to, and this is where I think the, really the magic happened. Um, um, this is when Laban asked him, I was like, oh, because he had been working in Laban's house, and Laban asked him, what, you know, you can't just come here and work for nothing, you know, you, you know what can I give you, what kind of wages, that's 16. And Laban had two daughters, the older one was Leah, the younger one was Rachel, and there was no, it says that there was no sparkle in Le Leah's eyes. Other transition says that she had beautiful eyes, okay? Um, you know, I, I'm trying to understand what that means in terms of eyes, right? But I think, I, 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 I prefer the beautiful eyes thing. I think she just had beautiful eyes. And, but I say that, but Rachel had a beautiful figure and a lovely face, you know? So we're obviously discussing same issues we had last week, <laughs> which were, we're discussing <laughs> sensitive body parts and, uh, and obviously preferences that some men have, you know. But I, I like to think that it wasn't just physical appearance. I like to think that there was something about Rachel that eventually um, that Jacob just was just drawn to. And he, he offered to work for seven years for this girl, you know. And that's where it begins to get me. So obviously this for me is the aha moment. You've seen the girl that you believe this is the one. And he's ready to sacrifice seven years for this particular girl. And, you know, and in relationships, um, I mean, as a man, when you find that person, and I don't think he was planning to marry as early as he did. So this was, I, I'm, I'm guessing from the way it sounds like, maybe less than three months of him getting to the place, he, has, he already knew, he had already sort of figured out this is the girl I want, you know. Leah was there, Rachel was there, and they had cousins as well and different people, but he just picked that, look, this is one I want, and I was ready to do whatever it was that was required, and he told the, 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 her dad that he would work this amount. So, um, always difficult question is how do you know she's the one? You know, how do you know he's the one? How do you know that um, whoever it is that you're dating or you're seeing is the right one? And you know, um, I mean, there's always the prayer. You saw a vision. It gets confusing when more than one person sees a vision for the same girl. You know. But I, I, I believe that it's a combination of physical attraction as well as, you know, something just, it's just that, um, like, and I'll use my ex example for, I'll use my, myself for example. When I, I met my wife in my final year, and I was doing a course, I was doing a biz admin course, you know, and as a science student, so when we wanted 
cheap grades, right? We'll go to visa admin. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry to all the visa admin majors here. That's just the way it is, man. <laughs> so, anyway, so we'd go to visa admin, pick elective, you know. And so, I thought I was in BUS, I think it was 419, you know. Yeah, that was the name of the BUS. It was, that's what it was called, really. It was BUS 419, University of Lagos. So, I was working to the department, you know. Um, I was like, because oh, you had to sign attendance, really, because I was like, ah, oh, please, you know. Very arrogant, you know, I was like, yeah, science student, final year. So Tokwe was working the other direction, you know. So I kind of smiled, you know, gave her that campus big boy nod, and she just blanked me, totally ignored me, you know. I was like, what? You know, there was no, I said, I didn't say hello because that would have been rude. So, but, you know, that initial spark. And really, first thing I noticed about her was how she was carriage. It was even, you know, her beautiful she was, and just in case you don't know, my wife is very beautiful. So it was the courage I noticed first. I was like, wow, you know, she carried herself really well. And, you know, so, I, and like, um, that was my own um, beautiful body and face, you know. So at that point, and I said, okay, let me meet her. And, um, you know, I got, so I, I, I didn't want to, because I just thought it would be too rude to just go up to, to her and just introduce myself, because yeah, I'm a gentleman, right? So I, I need to be introduced properly. So I got, so I found out late, I just saw how it, it's one I knew. So I got the girl to introduce me to Tokwe. And this girl stressed me like, you know, I mean, I would go to her room, she said, well, she come back, she can't do it today. She would cry, you know, she, she just used me. I was like, <laughs> but like um, Jacob, I was determined. I said, yes. You know, we had a saying in New York like that time, we called it dying there. So that means a guy has seen a girl that he's just ready to kill himself over. So basically what we say is that, oh, where's the guy? He went that way with a shovel. So he's going to go and bury himself. <laughs> so it was something like that. I was just like, oh, yes, this is, this is it. And so I was every night for like three nights. And to the girl, so I wasn't going to give up. That's okay, she'll take me. Because Tokwe wasn't staying in the hall. She was a big girl. She was staying on BQ. So went to the hall, went to the place. And um, I got there, sat down. We were introduced, and same thing happened. I was just ignored. Nobody, you know, hi, hello, you know. I was like, ah, this, this can't be happening, you know. My track record, I had to, to look in the mirror again, you know, do the checks, see what's going on, you know. But, um, you know, um, you know, it's, it was, but I, the, I mean, it wasn't just that process. It was just the entire thing. I just realized, I was like, look, you know, this person is the person. That, and that had never happened to me before. You know, it was different from, you know, all the prior relationships that I had. So I was like, whoa, you know, this is different. It's special. So there was a knowing. I don't know, you know, for, and I think for everybody it's different. You know, maybe for some people, earthquake, move, you see sky, you see something. But for me, it was, I just, I was just, I mean, I could sit down and talk to the person all day. And thank God, there was no GSM, there was no telephone, there was no. So we would talk, I think, I, I mean, for the first two years of our relationship, I'm sure we must have talked for, I'm sure, maybe about 70% of the time that we had, you know, it was just, we're always together and we're always talking and I just said, ah, you know, there was no point, you know, so when everybody was like, ah, we're waiting, we're still, you know, we're, uh, we finished school, we're like, I'm getting married and my friends, in fact, I still have pictures of them on my wedding day, they're still like, they're, they're all shocked. Like, dude, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sorry, guys. You know, I found the right person. And my wife used to live in um, Isolo. And that time, we showed the traffic was horrible. So I used to do like two, three hours of traffic. And I would do it smiling every day, you know? It's one of the reasons why I married early. There was that traffic. I was like, no. <laughs> this, 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 this traffic has to go, you know? And, and that was it with, with um, the love. And there was just that connection. And I just knew. I knew. And, and I thought, well, I mean, for me, when you know, there was no point waiting for any 
G-Wagon or, or Lecky house, you know. So that, so that was the, that was, that was really what happened um, in terms of us meeting. So this is my definition of love, and this is what I have used over the years. Um, love is not finding someone you can live with, but finding someone that you can't live without. So that was really my acid test for love was that, okay, look, you know, this person is someone I really want to be with all the time. I can't, you know, so it's not even someone that I'm just comfortable with, someone I can't live without. And that's a personal quote, so if you're going to reference it, please include my name. Thank you very much. All right, so we've done the love, interesting, we got married, we're happy, and you know, what's the next stage? This is where it now begin, it begins to get interesting. Um, this is where it gets really interesting. After you've met your girl with the beautiful figure and lovely face, and you guys have decided to get married, or you started to um, you know, take it to the next level. So what next? And this is where I dubbed the happily ever after. What happens after that? And you know, a lot of times in storybooks, even in the romance books I used to read, they would say happily, and they lived happily ever after. And you know, we never really thought, we never really unpacked that happily ever after, okay? Um, there's a, another quote that I, I was at, and it's not, it's anonymous as far as I know, but it was in a movie that I heard this. And it says that only unfulfilled love is romantic. And I'll unpack that, you know. It's usually the love that, um, I don't, I mean, I don't want it to sound like, you know, that, but what you find is that it's usually the, you know, that idea of, oh, this passionate, if, when, when, you, when maybe someone leaves you, you know, or you're in the middle of a relationship and you have like a, a breakup, the, is, is that, oh, what could have been that becomes very romantic? When you actually get married and it, the romance doesn't leave, it just changes what kind of form it is. So it's not as um, gish gish. Let me put it that way. Let me use that word. They still use that. So the, the gish gish is not so much as there. So only, so wh when love is fulfilled, it becomes, it translates into a different thing. It's not the same, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love in Paris kind of feel. Because it now becomes, okay, oh, school fees. Start coming up, <laughs> and uh, it, it's it's and trust me, you know, school fees bring couples together or separate them. But but you know, you now it becomes a bit more. There's now more not mundane, but it's now become now um, a certainty about the love, and it, it changes a bit. And I'll I'll give you an example of that. And going back to our racial story, and like I said, they got married, and interestingly, um, so. As um, if you are familiar with the story, what had happened was that Laban, that's his uncle, gave him the sister first. And then, you know, obviously the guy was incensed and he said, so if you can just catch this, so 29 verse um, 20, 21. So, yeah, so it says here, so this was at the end of the seven years, you know, and Laban, you could see, the, I mean, Jacob was ready to go. He said, um, I have fulfilled my agreement with you. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. So, you know, obviously, goes to show that last seven years, he wasn't, you know. But, um, to his <laughs> so he was working hard for seven years. He was expecting his reward. So he went there, eager for that reward. Give me my wife. And I, and I think he was so eager, he didn't even notice he was the wrong person. Until, you know, say it was night, he had slept with her and next morning. And um, you now realize that, oh my God, is um, I've, I've been tricked. They're giving me the wrong person. 
and um, you know, he now goes to Laban and say, "Bro, this is not the agreement we had. This is I asked for your for for Rachel. You're giving me Leah." An interesting thing about this story is that something happened to um, Tokwa and Ida, and it made me really solidify this thing. And what happens is that when Dubai, and we saw this, um, there's this Arab guy, he was sitting next to us, I don't know why he was sitting next to us, and you know, my, I would mind my business, but Tokwe was asking him a question, and she asked him, she was like, oh, because one of his daughters, he had two daughters, one was covered up, the other one was normal, she wasn't doing it, she was just dressed okay. So he, asked, he now asked the man, I don't know why, so but women would ask questions, right? She's like, well, why is one covered, why is the other one not covered? Well, now, the man now said, oh, that the one covered is very beautiful, <laughs> you know? And, and I kid you not, this was like what, a couple of years ago, like two, three years ago. He said the one that I covered is very beautiful. This one, she's looking for wife, husband for <laughs> And I was, you know, and, 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 you know, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, how does he explain it to the girl? And the girl seemed okay with it, you know, but, but I just thought, I was like, wow. This, you know, so when I was reading this story, I was like, wait a minute, this could be what was happening at that point in time, you know, as well. You know, but in this case, he gave two sisters the same guy, you know, and um, Jacob that had gone to marry Rachel ended up with two wives for, well, he had to pay twice because he, he now had to work on that seven years. But with Leah, he got her, was paid on delivery, but with Rachel, it was sort of like higher purchase. You get, get the girl and then, you know, so that kind of worked out well for him. But, and I, and I guess, you know, to the point, he, he didn't bargain for that, you know. He's in his head, he was thinking, all right, you know, I'm just going to get Rachel, we'll be happy, we'll have plenty of babies. But life happens, and, you know, you get crazy in-laws, and that's, that happens as well. And, um, but, you know, I, I, for some reason, I always feel for Leah, I don't know, personally, because she was put in a situation she didn't ask for. She wasn't like, she was begging to, but that just, just thought, well, you know, let me just kill two birds with one stone. Take this one first, take that one, you know, later on. And God saw her and said, okay, look, you know, he would try and balance this off a bit and allow her to have babies, um, you know, before um, Rachel. And she had four consecutive babies. Obviously, Rachel went crazy. And, um, you know, and you can't really blame her because, I mean, four kids, you're married, all of a sudden there's now competition and she's jealous. And 30 um, verse 1, um, verse 2, you know, so verse one, Rachel now goes to Jacob and says, oh, she became jealous of her sister. She prayed with Jacob, give me children or I'll die, you know. So all of a sudden, the romance is changing, all right? Um, it's no longer, oh, I love you, I love you. It's now give me children or I'll die, you know. Um, and it's all a part of love. It's all a part of relationship. It's all a part of marriage, you know. There will always be ups and downs. It's, not, it's never like a straight going curve. It's always... You know, you have the good times, and sometimes you have the tough times. But all through everything, you know, I, I from my experience, we had more good times than bad. So, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But there's always that is always undulating. You have good times. So, in this particular situation, and I don't know how Jacob managed it because you have two sisters, and there now is rivalry between them. You know, it's now a he's in a situation. Sorry, sorry. So he's in a situation. And um, you know it, it's 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 tough to handle. I mean, the questions that are just going through my head here is how did, how did he manage to? I mean, how how do you deal with it? two sisters that are fighting, and then also when one sister is trying to have the child? You know, was there a rotor system? What how did that work out? You know, it's it's 
it's um it's it's very interesting and and can be a bit surprising but we get surprises like that in life and i think this is where for me this is where true marriage happens when your perception meets with reality okay when what you thought would be the perfect ideal situation where okay this is how it's going to be you know you get back home from work there'll be food on the table i'm not saying anything you know, don't come don't quote me hell there'll be food on the table you get a foot massage someone you know they ask you how was your day and um, you know you get a back rub and, and and you watch you get to watch the news that's that's how it is supposed to happen but <laughs> the reality is <laughs> you know you might get home um, there's no food, um, there's no CNN, it's crime investigation or some other channel, you know, that women like, you know, and you have to watch. Um, it's, it's a, so the reality becomes different, but, you know, with, with, that's why it's now important. That's where the love now comes in. Love is now when you now, despite the differences, you're, you're able to say, well, okay, no, this is my wife, okay? If she wants to watch crime and investigation, we'll watch it together. And, and or you know, and eventually gets like it or Telemundo. I don't know if that's still popular. Yeah, so you you have to start. That's just you know you even though they won't sit and watch football with you, but you just have to just say okay, look, you take you take that sacrifice. I'm not complaining or anything here. Am I just sound like I have okay. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Yeah. So that's really you know um, that's when love now becomes really really in my opinion it becomes deep and then you now begin to um, understand. Um, your role as a husband and 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 um, your role as as a father or you know as, as a king of the house. So interesting thing about marriage is that you know you you are the one that starts off. So we started off with the guy being the one go out and go and live for your wife. Eventually you're like the. Eventually what happens is that they take over and you become. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know so the you, the. the Captor becomes the captive ultimately. <laughs> you know and and that changes but. Um, you know, just sort of trying to unpack that, and um, but you know, if you are with the right person, and you know, Bible. I mean, there's this saying that I always say we talk about is that if life life is a journey, wear comfortable shoes. So look for a woman that or a man that because everybody gets, nobody really escapes drama in life. There's no, you know, as much as we all pray that everything works out, no issues, no everything. There's it's part of life. We have to go through challenges, you know, and as Christians, we believe that we shall overcome those challenges, but we will have to go through those challenges. And if you see this example, Jacob had to go through challenges, you know, despite all his, oh, I don't really want, I mean, he had a perfect idea of how he wanted his marriage to go with Rachel, but when they started, what he got wasn't what he bargained for. He ended up with two sisters fighting over each other and then 12 kids, you know, uh, that's after the whole thing because Ultimately, Rachel, when Rachel couldn't have a baby, she gave him her maid. You know, and we see this happening again. This happened with Abraham, right? So this is happening again. And then Leah to now said, oh, okay, all right, you, you've given him your maid. I'll give him my maid too. So, you know, we see two wives, two maids in this, you know, in this picture. Scary, you know. Um, and the guy survived to tell the story. Which <laughs> is interesting here. And, you know, but you know but we could always tell that despite everything though you know you can you get that sense that his heart was still for Rachel and you know what I picked up also very interesting was that he didn't really matter to him that Rachel didn't have kids he wasn't so it wasn't a issue with Jacob but Rachel felt she was like oh how can my sister have kids 
and I don't have kids. But the guy that the principal is okay, he's, he's saying, look, I love you more than, because even despite the four kids that Leah had had for him, it was still clear that he loved Rachel more. That was where his heart was. And I, and I think, you know, we guys, when we make up our mind, we kind of, you know, we, we stick with it. And, you know, but it was not enough for her. You know, that's why I say when I read this story, sometimes I kind of, um, you know, like, I gave you my heart, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> you know, what do you want? <laughs> and she wanted kids, you know. And, and the sad thing about it is that she actually died in labor. She died giving birth to the 12th child. The Jacob's 12th child, that was Benjamin. She died in that process, you know. Um, the, her first child was Joseph, um, which was interesting that Tolu mentioned about Joseph and the dreams, you know. Her first child was Joseph, and then, you know, Benjamin. And she named Joseph, his name she gave him was to say, oh, more to come, you know. So it's that kind of name. Instead of, oh, thank God for one. I thought maybe that might have helped, you know. But she died um, giving birth to Benjamin. And she, you know, but... I'm just saying, but you know, but when you look at it, look at how everything sort of panned out, you know, you could see that it was nobody really planned it. Things happened, and um, you know, they went on. But and that, but that's just life. And um, and as as and I want to talk to the men here. As men, you know, we need to um, be strong. We need to understand um, women. Um, which is weird. I mean, I put a quote here that, that I really like. It says, don't try to rationalize women. Just try to understand them. There's a big difference. When you try to rationalize, sometimes you could just, you know, it's like a woman saying, like, oh, she's not, um, she tells you, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm or she's, she looks upset. And you go, I mean, what's wrong? She says, nothing, you know? And you go away. Right there. I mean, and she's like, oh, you saw I was upset. And I never asked you now. You said, nothing. <laughs> So you can't rationalize. So the, women, the way women think and the way men think is um, very different. We all have different ways of looking at things. And that's one of the things I've learned in marriage. So sometimes, and, and that cost me 15 years to learn that lesson. So I'm giving it to you guys free of charge now. So just take it and, and free of it. So you, you don't, it's not um, all the time you need to understand women, um, but you need to, ra- not, sorry, you need to understand them, but not rationalize them. Because there's so many ways they're different from us as men. You know, the way they think, the way they, you know, um, process information. Like, and I go back to this Jacob idea that Jacob was happy with her the way she was, but she wasn't happy. And, you know, um, there's always a saying that happy wife, happy home. So you always, as a man, you want to try and make your wife as happy as possible. But, you know, um, lesson learned, when we're in that situation of, um, of, of trying to understand women, if, when we, if we, get, we get to a point where you're confused or you don't understand, you know, just... Go along and listen. You don't necessarily have to say anything. It's not all the time that they want you to talk because I've realized that with my wife. I mean, one of the things I, I, I've personally, I have a problem with processing price differences less than 5K. I, I can't process it. So and I'll give you examples. So if, I, if I go somewhere, or less than 5K or less than, yeah. If I go somewhere and you tell me this thing is 10K and you say, oh, I can get it somewhere else for 9.5. What I've simply heard is you telling me I can get it somewhere else for 9.5 plus driving, plus fuel, plus getting there. <laughs> so I'm like, no, this is okay. You know, if you tell me, so I can't, is there anything, any figure? So when my wife is going up and down, me trying to save 2K, I'm like, seriously, if we spend more money chopping up and down, hey, it doesn't make sense. It's not rational, you know, but I understand that women are built that way and I have to respect that. So I will go along, you know, so I will hop from one shop to the other and go back and forth, back and forth 10 times. You know, we, uh, we, do, it, we do it for love, you know? <laughs> 
and, and, and when I'm tired, I just say, look, I'm sitting out here. I'm not going anywhere again. I might complain, but I'll, I'll, I'll give it in. Okay, so let me try and tie everything down together. We've seen, I've tried to paint a process here. I've tried to paint a journey to say that, look, as a man, I think, and um, we have to take the lead when it comes to relationships. We, we need to determine, and it's not necessarily about whether you're ready to marry or you're not ready to marry. Because I, I always wonder, because like, it's, it's, I don't think it's meant to be like, oh, you're not dating, you're not dating, you're not dating. Boom, you're married in six months. It, it's, you have to um, explore, you have to meet people, and you have to be bold enough to decide that, look, yeah, you're going to um, you know, start a relationship and, and pray that it ends in marriage. So it doesn't mean that you're going to get married in six months. It could be two years. But when you find the right person, you know, when, when all the... Um, well, all the boxes kind of get checked in your head and you meet that one person that you feel, okay, this is person. My advice is don't let that person go, you know. Just um, try to, to, to keep that relationship, even if you feel that you're not ready. Because a lot of times it's just that fear that, oh, and, and, I, and I feel you're fair because I see what goes on in terms of the expenses for weddings, which is scary, by the way, you know, and all the pre-wedding shoots, the, all of those things that they do, and the haul, and by the time, it, I, someone sent me her, um, my cousin's getting married, so she sent me, I don't know who she was sending me, sent me her wedding planning lists by mistake, you know, and, and when I saw it, was like 20 million, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, back in the days, like, married 20, 10 wives with that, with that amount of money. But yeah, but it was, I, I was amazed about how much it was, and I guess, you know, Everybody, nobody looks shocked here, so I'm assuming that's like the usual rate. Right? If we get getting married, and I, I won't tell you how long it took me to earn 20 million as a person when I started working. <laughs> anyway, so I mean, just to tie it down, I know that can be a bit daunting to some extent, but I, you know, for me, I, I think the marriage is more important than the wedding. Yeah, the 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 money that they spend just for one day, but what is more important is the is actually finding a life partner and and, and identifying that person. You know. I'm still waiting for somebody to come up with a budget wedding portal where you can just go everything fixed price, two million. We do everything for you, package. You know, no frills wedding. You know, I, and and um, it's it's uh, it's a business idea. Anybody, ten percent if you if you do execute it, I give you the idea. But I I think you know we need to lay less emphasis on the wedding itself, but and more on the marriage and helping people that are destined together to be together, you know, let them do what they need to do without so much of a huddle. Because sometimes even that wedding process can actually scatter a marriage. You can it can help you, you start the marriage on the wrong foot. So um, you know, so for the guys, please um, take that charge. For the ladies, um, what I'll say is that also be 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 open in terms of relationship. Because I remember um, we had this talk when we had the man, the men's fellowship, and we're asking that was the biggest fear when it comes to picking a life partner. And um, who wants to guess what it was? What's the biggest fear? Rejection. Okay, we're not so well, rejection. May, well, I mean, it's probably part of it, but that wasn't the biggest. Finding someone to who, who wants to guess who else? It wasn't money. For men, the biggest fear. Oh. Yeah, one of the major fears that people identified with. Marrying the wrong person, and that was a big fear for them, you know. That marrying that wrong person is a big fear for guys, for us. We don't want to end up with with a nice um I mean she looks nice now that you might have she has that line and she's crazy, you know. So we're, 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 we don't want that. 
so so and I think it goes both ways as well. It goes both ways as well. So I'm sure nobody wants to marry you know, and I think ladies are and, and this is I'll lean more because I think it's easier for a guy to pretend than for a girl. Um, a lot of times, and I see, because when I see a lot of the married proposals online, you, you can see that the married proposal is actually a script that the girl has written herself. But we as guys, we come, we perform that script. That's our role. We identify what it is that you like. So you want red rose, uh, carriage, whatever it is. We'll make that magic happen. That's, that's what we do. We will live up to that expectation. But it might not be our preference, you know, because I, I see that because a lot of times when I see even those pre-wedding shoots, you know, I see the guy looking, uh, <laughs> I'd rather be anywhere <laughs> but on this Falomekoi bridge taking a picture again. <laughs> I'd rather be anywhere. But, but the guy is there, you know, and he's, he's showing up. <laughs> but you know that he's not going back to that bridge for Two years anniversary, five year anniversary, he will not be there. <laughs> if you invite him, <laughs> if we take gun to his head, he will not be going back there with you. But he will do that one time, you know, he will. So, um, so you know, girls are a bit more plain, but I think also for guys, you never really get that risk free. There's no guarantee. You don't, you don't get a guarantee, sadly, both ways. Um, it's only the Holy Spirit that can just help you determine that this is the right person for you. You know, you, there's no guarantee. It's only God that can help us determine who. Um, we think, and even with that person, you know, you still have work to do. So it's not that you found Mr. Right and everything kind of falls into place. You know, everything is perfect. He goes to the gym regularly. No, you know, he does. You know, he comes back home at six, five o'clock every day. You know, there's everything. No, there's just sometimes uh, those things um, happen. And but I believe that you know, ultimately, when you get it to work, there's there's no better feeling on the planet. So that's my message. Um, we're going to just rise and pray. Um, and I want to, you know, pray for people that are looking, um, actively searching for a relationship. You are actually, you know, because um, the Bible says that it's not good that man should be alone. There's a reason why God says that, that it's not good for a man to be alone. You know, because when we're alone, we do crazy stuff. So let's, it doesn't have to be marriage, but you need to have someone that... Um, that you can, you know, chat with in the evening to say how, you know, how was your day? How was work? You're looking for someone like that. Let's just begin to pray um, within this congregation. That anybody um, that is looking for for a significant other, and then let's just use Jacob as a point of contact. The way he identified Rachel as his as his helpmate, as as the person that he was willing to wait seven years for. Let's begin to pray that Father Lord, that He would you that Lord that, that God would, would help us identify that person that we were ready to sacrifice for. Father Lord, we pray, we ask Lord that you order the steps. We ask that you order our 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 you orchestrate our movement, Father Lord, you orchestrate our lives to interject, to intersect with the right person, that person that you destined for us, that person that would help us fulfill destiny, Lord that will help us to fulfill marital destiny. Father, Lord, we just pray. We pray that in this congregation, for as many people that are looking for a significant other, that are looking for a relationship, that you direct them to the right person, that they will not choose the wrong person, that they will not choose the, um, they will not choose that person that hasn't destined for them, that they will be, 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 they will go with the eye of the spirit, that they would, they would, and they, they, would, they would be able to identify that perfect person that you have identified for them, Lord. 
Shantaka Sokuri Bubu Shanta Sekiri Bubu Bubu Rebu Sankara Mashanta Sakari Baba 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 Shanta Sekiri Bubu Let's begin to pray for marital destinies here for all the marriages here for the new marriages that we have the existing marriages let's ask that God will begin to strengthen the marriages that we have existing starting from PI to 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 and PO to all the all the all the ministers, everybody that's married here. That let's ask that God will strengthen relationship. If there's any relationship, any marriage here that right now that is on the rocks, that is going through a tough patch, let's pray that God will bring it back, bring it back to normal. That God will will help them solve or resolve the issues. Let's pray that God will touch every. Um, marriage, you heal any issues going on that it will strengthen the marriages and the couples here. That Life Point will be known for a place with strong marriages, with strong couples, couples that can, that that, that, that will chase 10,000, couples that will make an impact in their generation, couples that will live lives that that that, um, that, that will live ex- exemplary married lives, Lord, and their lives will be a testimony in Jesus' name. And I, I want to just specially pray for anybody here if you're in a relationship that you think can lead to marriage, um, if you don't mind coming out, if you're already in a relationship that I think it can lead to marriage, that you're in one and you want us to pray with you about that relationship, can I ask that you please come out if you're in one? Um, no way, if the guy is here then and he doesn't know it yet, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But one of, I think it's just important that we pray along with you. I'll just ask if you're in a relationship that has... Please come out. If he doesn't know it yet, it's fine, you know. <laughs> please come out. Come out to the front. We're going to pray with you. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a marriage relationship, please can I ask some of the ministers to please join me? Let's let's pray with them. Let's pray for as many of them that have come out that are in relationship that are leading to marriage. Please let them come out. Father Lord, Father Lord, we pray for all these relationships. We ask, Lord, that that which you started, you shall perfect. We say, Lord, that no evil I will see them. We condemn any evil tongue concerning these relationships. We say, Lord, that you will perfect and finalize it, Lord. We say, this ones, Father Lord, whatever it is that they are expecting in terms of resources to marry, Lord, you ask that you shall provide it for them in Jesus' name. Father Lord, you shall make a way for them, Lord materially and financially to meet any obligation that is required. Father, Lord, we say, Lord, in terms of doubt, where they're not sure, 100% sure. Father, Lord, we ask that let your spirit speak to them, Lord. Show them signs to help them understand, believe, and let them know that they have found the right person, Lord. We believe, Father, Lord, that marriage is ordained by you, Lord. We say, Lord, that nobody here is here by accident. Lord, anyone that has come out today, Lord, we ask that you help them find the perfect partner help them solidify that relationship Lord we pray for their intended marriage Lord we say Lord everything that they need Lord be it material be it spiritual support be it, be it parental support Lord we say Lord you shall make a way for them Lord in Jesus mighty name we pray Father Lord we pray with this brother we say Lord that you shall give him for anyone here that's also not yet sure Lord we say Lord you shall give them the right Signs, Lord, you shall give them the confidence to continue. Shantama so kuriba, shanta sekeri baba 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 baba. Libo so kurima, shanta sekeri baba, shanta sekeri bo 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 bo. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Father Lord, we just want to thank you. We thank you, Father Lord, for 
everyone that is under the sound of my voice. We thank you for for bringing us to this wonderful service. We thank you, Father Lord, for this message on marriage and relationships, Lord. Father, we don't know it all. We don't know the beginning from the end, Lord, but you're the one that knows everything that concerns us, Lord. We ask that you perfect relationships here. We perfect lives. We perfect mindsets. Perfect understanding, Lord, that for everyone here that's looking up to you for a relationship, you shall provide one supernaturally. For everyone here that is in relationship, Lord, that is looking up to you to make take things to the next level, Lord, we ask for confidence, for the provision, for the pro, for the, for, for everything that they need to take it to the next level, Lord. We also pray for marriages that are in life point. We say, Lord, Lord, our marriages are strong. Our marriages will stand the test of time. Our marriages, Father Lord, we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.com.